Thanks for joining our podcast today, the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. When results matter, think RCI. RCI is a business consulting group based out of Tennessee. Our services include digital transformation, cultural transformation, operational excellence, IT, and fractional leadership. We offer strengths in healthcare and manufacturing. We hope you can gain something from our podcast, which helps you move the needle. If we can ever be of assistance, please reach out through our website at www.thinkrci.com or on social media at ThinkRCI. Now let's get to the podcast. Welcome to the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. I'm your host, Anthony Smith. Thanks for joining in today. Today we have with us Dr. Jeff Sargent, Senior Consultant and also Professor of Psychology at Lee University. Joe Noble, Senior Consultant with RCI with over 40 years of experience in manufacturing and continuous improvement. Mr. Tom Wilkerson, Senior Consultant at RCI with over 40 years of experience in manufacturing as a plant manager in multi-site operations. And lastly, we're joined by Dr. Guy DeLoach with over 20 years of experience in manufacturing and professor at Lee University School of Business. Guys, thanks for joining today. Uh, it's great hey, to everybody. be here. Great to be here, Anthony. Thank you. Well, guys, um, what we're going to talk about today is is change management. Um, can can some of you guys take a second and let's just talk about problems that we've seen in in change management? I want to direct this question to Tom. Have you seen any bad examples with change management? I'll give an example of, of managing change badly. Uh, it, it's around, I spent my time managing chemical plants and, and working in manufacturing and chemical plants. And a lot of that involves capital investments. And I've seen over the years where we've said we we're going to spend, for example, $10 million on a project. It's a big change implementing, putting in new equipment, uh, maybe increasing jobs in some cases, some cases taking jobs away. And I've seen that situation where that is not managed properly. The communication is not <clears throat> done properly with the employees, whether you're adding jobs or, or eliminating jobs. And and also where uh, communication with the contractors is not clear. Drawings aren't done, completed on time. The, those changes aren't done and projects overrun extremely badly when change is not done properly with capital investments. Hey, Anthony, I've got one. Um, so we deal um, a lot with uh, implementing operational effectiveness activities and systems such as Lean Six Sigma and Unfortunately, the um, research behind making those changes into those organizations and culture 
you're only looking about a 10 to 15% success rate. And one of the reasons is because people don't factor in the importance of change uh, for the organization when they're going through, you know, those types of processes and models. That's, that's great. So, uh, Jeff, can you maybe define change management for us? Yeah, thanks. Uh, and and a couple really good anecdotes there, guys. Um, change and 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 I think that's a good place to start. I agree with you. Um, what is what is change management, or what are we talking about? As leaders of organizations, um, we can't control when and how all changes take place. Uh, and we especially cannot control how our employees, our colleagues, our associates are going to behave when change is implemented. But if we can understand the process itself, it is a process. Change itself is a process for the individual as well as the organizational culture. Uh, so by understanding the process and that it actually is a process, it's not just a decision, it's a process. And understanding that, yes, we can begin to learn how to manage it. And when we say manage it, we're not talking about manage the change itself necessarily, but managing ourselves and managing the cultural environment in which we're expecting our uh, colleagues and associates to change. So we need to understand how we, the individual, as leaders, uh, respond to change. And, and, and I'll talk about a little bit later if we have time about how there's a general process in which we all change, but individually it's different for it's difference for each person. So understanding how we change as leaders, how the change impacts the organizational culture and understanding how change impacts our associates or the individuals within that culture. That's great. Um, so understand this change right here, and we've seen a few examples of failures. Um, let's talk about that resistance a little bit more. Um, can, can you can you talk on uh, maybe how others change? All right. Uh, I, the number one thing I see to resistance that the, the initially to people's resistance to change. And by the way, many of us or most people will resist change, especially if we don't understand the change that's taking place. So, so knowledge is the, is the first step in the process, understanding this is a change, what the change means, why we're experiencing the change or why the, experience, the change has been implemented and how do we change, all right? So th th this involves the individual as well as the whole organization. So again, what is the change? What is actually taking place? Organizations, and in fact, I think it was Tom, had mentioned, but I think both both Tom and uh, Guy mentioned that there was a lack of communication in both of these change situations. Well, what 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 they're referencing there, from my perspective, is a lack of knowledge. Those who are expected to change, the individuals and the organization as well, not understanding and having the knowledge of the change that is expected. And, and I think sometimes we have a hard time, we, we know that we won't change or we may be making change in one particular area uh, or one facet of our organization, but not really understanding how that change impacts the whole organization. So a lack of knowledge and understanding of the change itself can cause resistance. So do, do, do we have the facts? Do we have, do we have the information? Do we have the skills for the change. 
what is the change? Why are we experiencing this change? And this is a really important part right here. As we began as leaders and organizations uh, of organizations wanting to implement change, do those who are going to be affected by this, which is probably everyone in the organization, do they understand why this change is being implemented? Do they understand what it is, why we're doing it? And do, do we know how to change? It's not enough to know what the change is. It's not enough to know why we're changing, but do we know how to actually change as an organization and the individuals within the organization? So Jeff, this is Joe. And I think that knowing the why is one of the most important things because if, if the folks that are expected to change don't know the why, then they tend to uh, really question the change and then they'll make up something in their own mind that says, hey, this is why we're really changing. And that could be totally 180 degrees from the real reason. So it's, to, in my opinion, it really is important to understand the why and communicate that extensively. Spot on, Joe. I mean, uh, and not to get heady here, but but Nietzsche said, for he who has a a reason why can endure almost anything. I'm paraphrasing Nietzsche there. Uh, but he's not here to correct us, so we can do that. <laughs> so basically, if we understand why we're experiencing the change, we can almost endure any change. So if you want the process itself to evolve and for and to sustain, which we're going to get to that a little bit later, one of the important elements there is for, yes, for, for the individuals within the organization, as well as the organization as a whole, to understand why they're changing. Not just for the sake of changing, but why? Why is this an important change? I guess right along with that, Jeff, I have a question is just in, from my experiences is almost simultaneously or very quickly thereafter of understanding why is also well, how does this affect me and my future? Um, what do you how, what do you what are your thoughts on that? I, I agree. Uh, it, it so often in organizations will 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 as leaders stand before our associates, our employees, et cetera. And, and and talk about the change and logically lay it out. And it makes sense. But what we're not answering often is at the individual level. How does it impact me? Because each person who's in the organization is going to be asking himself or herself that question. As we, we present it as an organization or, or an organizational leadership uh, uh, group, we present this to our associates. Each individual is going, but how does this impact me? Is, am I going to work more hours? Am I going to change my role? Am I going to report to a different person? And by the way, do I even have the skills to do this? Am I even capable? Each person's thinking that, wow, I got used to doing my job the way that I do it. I got used to working within this organization the way I did in the past or last week. I just got comfortable with that. Now you wanted me to change. Can I even do this? So yes, at an individual level, each person who's in the organization is answering this question for himself or herself. You mentioned sustainability or, or sustaining the change just a second ago. Uh, can you guys give me some examples of what you've seen of, of maybe good sustainable change and some bad? I guess one example is that I <clears throat> have run into several times is that there'll be this um, initial footing for change. There'll be a lot of synergy People are energized, they're engaged, and lo and behold, the change agents 
um, or some of those key leaders or some of those formal or informal leaders, um, they're either promoted out of those key positions or they leave the organization and all of a sudden the, the momentum um, that was uh, moving the organization forward just begins to stall. And so those, those are one of the things that I've seen um, that hinders the sustainability is the, the turnover of informal um, and in, formal and informal change agents or leaders within the organization. It just, it just stalls it out and people revert to old mindsets and behaviors. Plus, the, they, they didn't put in the management systems to sustain some of the change uh, or formalize it. Yes, Guy, Guy I, I, I agree with you. Um, for, for an organization to sustain change, it needs to be a cultural change. It can't just be an individual department. It can't be an individual group of leaders. It's got to be a cultural change. It's got to be accepted that way because any change that's taking place within the organization is going to affect the whole culture or the whole system. And I think often we overlook that. I, I think, oh, well, it's we think it's only going to and identify it's going to impact this one sector or this one department. And as you also said in this example, sometimes we change the, the 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 change agents or the responsibilities for these individuals, and I think that needs to be factored in when you're making a wanting to make a sustained change. Are your change agents going to be in place to see this process through? Jeff, did, do you do you have a you know a model that? you know, that you've used in the past, it's been successful and uh, you could, um, you know, explain to us. Yeah, I, I, I briefly here, uh, it's basically this, it's just four processes within the change model that that, that I ha that I have used and then that I use. And it's basic, one of them I've already mentioned to you, the first step in the process is knowledge and understanding. Do does the or does the individual understand and does the organization understand and are and are they able to articulate the change that is going to occur? Number two, is there acceptance? This is an attitude element, all right, and an, an attitude for the culture and also a general attitude for the culture as well as the individual. Does the individual do the individuals accept the change? Do they do they are they responding to it with with, a, with an attitude and there's an emotional component to this and and we can't take factor that out there is an emotional component when 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 we initiate change it's going to elicit emotions most often negative all right and so if you increase the first part of the process the the knowledge aspect of it then it may reduce the negative uh, emotional impact or response to it so acceptance. And then the third step is integration. Does the person, this is the cognitive part of it, do, do, do the individuals who are going to sustain this change, have they taken their understanding of the change and applied it, not applied it, but uh, added it to their own understanding of the work that they do in the organization in which they're working. This is not just about articulating like you would on a quiz in 10th grade where you say, oh, I understand the definition of change or the change that we are implementing. No, it's really bringing it into your own understanding of the way that you work and your work environment. And the fourth step in the process 
the final one is the application. Can you, the individuals who are who are sustaining this change or implementing this change, can they actually apply the change and can it be demonstrated for others that yes, I understand the change and here, here, here I am actually doing this, this process. So basically the old saying, walk the talk, or you, you have to be able to model the new mindset and behavior over exactly. time. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. And each one of these are measurable. All right. You're looking at knowledge first and you can measure that. You're looking at acceptance, and that's the attitude that the person has or the, or the individuals have who are impacted by this change. The third part of that is the integration or the cognitive part of it, all right? It's not just, and again, I want, I want to emphasize that third part, the integration. It's not enough for me to stay to you, I understand the change. Can I explain it to you in a way that, are, that, that demonstrates to you that I personally understand this change. I'm not just parroting what you're asking me to do as my supervisor or as my colleague. I actually understand what we're doing here. I've, I've, I've integrated into my own understanding of, of, of the work environment that in, in which I'm in. And then again, as you just said, yeah, the fourth part of that is actually I can demonstrate to you the change. You can measure my behaviors. So Jeff, one in this model that you just went through, um, obviously, and you said this before, that uh, people change at different rates and you have uh, people that are all about change and they want to go in and change things right away. Is there a way in this model you can utilize those early adopters to change to help drive sustainability and the change itself? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yes, exactly, Joe. You, you, what? I'm glad that you brought that back around. Um it's understanding that just because, first of all, with this model, that just because you as the leader who's implementing this, you have moved through all four phases of this process, doesn't mean everyone who's following you and joining you in this change is in the same level. So you may have people who are reporting to you who may still be struggling with the first part of the process. They still don't understand what the change is and why we're doing it. They're still standing around the water cooler talking to other people saying, I don't even know why we're doing this. I, I'm in fact complaining. All right. And you recognize that understanding this model, you can begin to think, you can begin to address that and think, okay, this individual is still struggling with the knowledge part of this change process. And it's understanding that, 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 that individuals within your team who report to you may be a different phases of this. And then, yes, as you as you said, Joe, taking and understanding that, knowing that those who are further along the process, using them as what Guy said earlier as change agents in helping to make this cultural change. So your, your partners in crime can actually help you drive that change. Yeah. Uh, define what you mean by that. I want to make sure I, I understand. Well, the, the ones that have really adapt, adapted to this change and are willing to uh, have gone through all four uh, steps, the process then individually, then they can help uh, with the implementation and maybe uh, even use their voice as another um, uh, developer of that change. Yeah, yeah. In fact, within getting to that fourth phase, which is the application, then you just use them as models. All right. Not yet. You're right. They, they can give the, the 
verbally persuade and encourage the others to, to change, but also demonstrate for them. At this point, when you're in that fourth phase of the process, then you can actually show someone else how to do it. And you're right, that's quite really effective. Hey, Jeff, I'll, I'll throw a grenade into the, into the discussion. All right. So, <clears throat> some of the experiences I've had, eventually you're going to come across this this passive aggressive, this toxic individual that, you know, you've been out there, you've coached, you've mentored, you've been through the process. Well, how do you deal with these toxic, passive aggressive, resistant people in in your opinion? Um, Your thoughts on that? All right. So a couple of things. First of all, are they actually committed to the organization? Because it may not be a change resistance issue. It may be an organizational resistance issue. And if so, this process is not going to help them, right? Right, right. Uh, Otherwise, if they are committed and you're confident about their commitment to the organization, then you, again, go back and identify where they are in the process and aid them. And, And you said mentioned coaching and mentoring. By looking at and understanding this process, you can evaluate and identify which step in the process they're in, and then you can begin token. Uh, you can begin to focus your um, and target your coaching and mentoring in that specific area. So, guys, um, sounds like we we're kind of covered several bases right there. Um, our vision, our sustainability, the resistance. Um, talk to me about why change or, or, or even maybe uh, dive a little bit deeper into that change agent um, and, and maybe tell their role uh, a little bit further, um, if you don't mind, Jeff. All right. First of all, change. You said, why change? And it got me thinking about it. Well, change is happening. We know that. But but it's almost like we have to remind ourselves that it's happening. I mean, we all are changing. Look in the mirror. You do not look as young today as you did yesterday. We're all changing. But we, we spend a lot of our lives saying that we want to change, but we actually spend most of our lives trying to sustain what we already know because it feels comfortable. It feels safe. So for those who are not initiating change, it can be threatening. If you're saying we're going to change the way the world, the way you understand it, if, and, and I know that sounds really lofty, but if I'm coming into your cubicle and saying we're going to make changes that are going to impact you, that's a threat right there. It is. It's not a personal threat, but the individual may may perceive it that way. Not only feel attacked, but they feel threatened because their world is about to change the, the, the way that they understand it's about to be changed. And so we all respond to change initially if we're not initiating it negatively. But understanding that we're all changing, right? It's already happening. It's a part of, actually, I think it'd be important even when you're not initiating a change or a specific change within your organization to make that part of your culture, Mm -hmm. that change is a part of who we are, that change is a part of who humans are, and and make it normal, all right? Uh, Now, as far as change agents... Uh, this is something that we should be doing even before we initiate any change. As a leader, you should be identifying early and often who are the people who seem to respond well to change 
and seem to embrace it and seem to implement it and move through the process that I've mentioned earlier uh, a little faster maybe than others, because those are the people you're going to want to work alongside you in implementing future changes. Uh, we all are being social creatures. We're influenced by the work and the attitudes of the people around us. And so if I'm going to change, and by the way, as I've already said, I, I feel threatened by the change as an individual, most likely, or it's likely to happen that I will feel change, especially if it's uh, feel threatened by change, especially if it's something that I'm not initiating, then it is going to, I'm, I'm more likely to be persuaded to join in the change process and to understand the process if I have others who are modeling it for me, and those would be change agents. So guys, I'm, I'm just going to kind of go off the cuff on this, and I know we haven't really talked about it yet, but I just want to kind of do a, a roundtable and go around. We've got Jeff's answer to this, but I want to get from a business manager's perspective what your advice would be when leading into change. Um, so st uh, we'll probably start off, Tom, if you don't mind, real quick, we'll go to Joe, and then we'll go to Guy. Um, you guys have been in manufacturing for a long time. And as managers and in those roles, what's the advice using kind of what Jeff just talked about? What's the advice that you can give those managers out there? One thing I, I've done in the past is especially to address the fence setter sitters and the folks and, and also create some motivation for the sustainability is discussing the costs and the risks of poorly managed change to make the case for change management. You know, what are the risks that we face if we don't do this change? What are the costs? Costs come into play on almost anything you do in manufacturing. And then positioning the change management, for example, is a cost avoidance technique or a risk mitigation tactic can be an effective approach for communicating and change management's value and also to get the resources you need for managing the people side of the change. That sounds good. Joe, do you have anything you want to add? So for me, I think one of the most important things to help uh, everybody get into the change and then also sustain the change um, and one technique that I've used in the past is to have a weekly kind of question and answer session. Uh, and it's really just on an email. Hey, here's the questions that were asked during the week about the change. And here is uh, the change um, coordinators answers, right? Or the leadership team's answers so that, you know, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's getting the same message. And if you do have an individual person that's struggling with the change, they might be asking those questions internally. And just by having an email sent to everybody with some uh, answers uh, tends to get some questions answered and stop some of the resistance that you'd see. All right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That you guys, you guys knocked it out of the park. I don't know how much more I can add to that. I, I guess when I reflect over my career and the consulting is that I find so many leaders that don't understand they need a change process. 
it uh, a lot of them I, I, it's just either ignorance or a pharaoh complex that well so let it be written so let it be done and, and in their mind the change is occurring and will be successful and it's just not that way i mean we, we look at our workforces millennial and gen zers the the significant differences um, in what those workforces are expecting and how they change are different than you know the Gen Xers and the Boomers, and so you know if if most leaders could understand, they need to stop for a moment, understand the scope of the change. And then basically go, okay, I need to walk through a model or a process, either in some um, methodology to ensure that this is successful and meets the needs of the organization and the people. That sounds great, guy. Thank you so much. Jeff, uh, just some closing remarks, if you don't mind. do you have anything else you would like to share with us today? No, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about this. Um, it, it is, to, to, to really simplify it, change does not take place just within an organization at the organizational level. Change is not just behavior. And it's not just one's mind and it's not just one's emotions. It impacts all of that to understand the change that's going to take place in your organization. You understand, you have to understand that change takes place within the organization simultaneously within the individuals. And as a leader, you've got to be aware of that. You can't just say we're going to make a cultural change, announce it, and expect everybody to respond. If you have any experience, you know that that will not happen. All right. You have to understand that each individual within that organization is trying to answer the question, do I want to change? Why are we changing and why would I change and how do I change? If you understand that and attempt to help them answer those questions, you're more likely to implement and sustain the change that you're wanting to um, begin in your organization. Jeff, thanks, man. Um, Guys, we're kind of reaching that mark. Uh, I would uh, love to hear more from you guys in future podcasts. And uh, thank you so much for joining today. I'm Anthony Smith with RCI. And we just want to say thanks to everybody out there for joining in and listening in. Thank you. You've just listened to the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. If you'd like to find out more about our services, Check us out at www.thinkrci.com. Also check us out on social media at ThinkRCI. Have a great day.